چهار نموت ها Welcome to Charm the Water. My name is Aaron David. This is Day of the Sun. So what I plan to do here is go over a little bit of uh, chart homework in uh, not a lot of detail. Just kind of a bird's eye view uh, because I don't teach technical analysis. Uh, what I know I can't teach because it's not really my concept so I would have to transmute it into something uniquely my own and that's a lot of work I'm not focused on that <laughs> like and uh, you know teaching isn't I don't think it's something I'm interested in uh, mainly I'm just logging my own journey here like if this is a uh, starship we are uh, captaining, and these are like my, what the hell is this? Clothes, clothes, <laughs> clothes, clothes, clothes. There. Uh, anyway, this is my uh, log, my starship. Uh, Stardate. Oh, you don't want to know what date it is. We're so close to Christmas. And all right, so let's, let's let's begin where I left off last time. Uh, 175% on the account. I'm a forex trader. If you're just tuning in, and uh, did that in 18 trading days, which is absolutely ridiculous. So now we're in drawdown, and we're deep in drawdown. And um, it was a mistake, and I wasn't thinking clearly. Wednesday we had an emotional hit outside of the markets in our life in our personal life we had emotional hit and that brought disequilibrium emotionally and <clears throat> rather than kind of face that well I mean I you know you're forced to face it but rather than not trade through that I traded through it and now we're in this situation of holding uh, pain way past the threshold that we should be um, and so that emotional disequilibrium was brought into the market and uh, could not read the market, which was pretty obvious looking back Thursday, Friday. We had that massive sell-off. All right, so it is what it is, and we can say recognize all that and acknowledge it, and it's in our you know, conscious forethought going forward. That happened. We own it. And so this is what where we're at now. <laughs> we got to jump back in the captain's ship of this uh, starship. I want to call it, you know, Blackstone took the coolest name, like the coolest name. Like it, it's just there's there is nothing to name a cool starship uh, of equity. That's how I view my role, and. Uh, we look at charts a lot, <laughs> a lot, and it's fun. Uh, and at some point, I want to start showing more mirror in the charts when I get it figured out how to do that without, you know, teaching that I can present in a public way that's 
I need to think about how to do that. But And if you're listening, it's really boring. And I would just suggest, if you're listening, you must be interested in this. So go ahead and uh, pull up TradingView on your mobile or PC or whatever you got. And uh, what I'm doing is looking at EURUSD. You can put that on a monthly and... Uh, let me go ahead and do that. So you can see on the monthly we're within a larger range uh, that has never been broken. <coughs> if you draw a Fibonacci from that larger range behind the range we're currently in, so the Fibonacci from January 2nd, 2017 to February 1st, 2018, your Fibonacci anchored at those two points. If you're looking at what I'm, excuse me, what I'm looking at, and you see that we've broken 50%, we've had a bounce off 62%, and uh, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? The coffee is wanting to come back up. Now, let's anchor it to that smaller uh, price leg that is within this larger price leg. So now, we're going to anchor the FIB from February 3rd, 2020 to January 1st, 2021. And now we see that with that fib, uh, it's not as pretty. It, it's kind of uglier, but we almost reached 70.5% on the Fibonacci. And now I've had this. It it's, doesn't look as nice. I don't like this Fibonacci, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to change it back to the larger one. Although now... I'm not going to use the wicks. I want to see where we're at just using the bodies of those camp first times I mentioned. And that makes us, uh, that gives us a picture that uh, we have come down, broken 79%. And then uh, currently sitting right at 62%, which was breached briefly uh, previous month. So this is look. This looks prettiest out of those three Fibonacci's that are possible on the one month. I like this one best. And now I'm going to go down to a weekly. And uh, we can see we have come to a place that corresponds in its level to June-July of 2020. Uh, there's an, that was the, the initial run up before we started this uh, 
really large extension that lasted up until January 4th, 2021. And then we started coming back down off the back side of that. And uh, people that are familiar with like stuff like head and shoulder patterns and stuff that retail stuff that I don't use at all, but those patterns detect the symmetry uh, across time at price levels. So what we're looking at right now, I'm so thirsty, my mouth's so dry. We came down into that same order block, June, July of 2020. Now think about that astrologically. Not that I'm using astrology in my technical analysis, but it's interesting. June, July uh, tethered to uh, December, January. It's kind of interesting. But uh, so in 2020, June, July, we stayed in this area for one, two, three, four, five weeks before breaking out. Uh, now let's look at where we are currently. We are, we've been in this place for one, two, three, four weeks. So I would say normally we're going to break out of here next week. However, I'm not a person that likes to acknowledge Christmas or any holidays or birthdays. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I didn't know enough this time last Christmas to be following the market in this much depth and detail. I wasn't to the level I'm at right now. So I, this is sort of my first rodeo. Uh, and I, I, you know, made a huge mistake by trading Thursday and Friday because I wasn't thinking, because I like to ignore Christmas, I wasn't thinking, you know, uh, I was just talking about needing to grow into longer term holding and I, I don't hold over weekends. I don't even hold overnight unless I'm a drawdown. But here it is, you know, this weekend of all weekends, I'm going to decide to hold a position that's in drawdown over the weekend. And it just happens that this, uh, this is going to be Christmas week, the weekend before Christmas week terrible decision terrible I just wasn't thinking uh, that I wasn't thinking about you know Christmas being <laughs> it snuck up on me so yeah that was stupid that was really stupid uh, because if you just think you know we've been selling off the last two months I think a lot of what that is just on a practical level is people uh, getting ready uh, taking money out of the market for vacations, you know, for family time and the, you know, beachfront house or whatever, you know, there's a lot of money being taken out of the markets for people that like to uh, live the lifestyle through the holidays. And uh, even the, the people that don't have money try to do that. That's how the holidays are designed. <laughs> it begins with Thanksgiving. Here in actually, you know, they're doing so well at marketing Halloween to these like uh, Dollar General and Target type shopping YouTube moms that uh, propagate the the consumer need for Halloween junk. All right. So anyway, back to this. Uh, 
got way sidetracked. <laughs> sidetracked and derailed right there. Uh, so what I'm saying is we may come out of there next week. We may not. Do we keep that symmetry uh, from June, July of 2020 or does Christmas screw us over again? Every time I order something, there's a holiday hit. Bank holiday, post office close. Every time. It doesn't matter the holiday. I mean, it's like National Sneaker Day or something. I, National Corn Dog Day. But people like me, we can't complain openly because it's 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 not morally acceptable. People like me, we are going to have to go to Elon Musk's Mars and like just banish holidays and birthdays. And that's the only way we're going to be able to exist comfortably. Because we just got to bite our tongue on this planet. Anyway, uh, alright, alright. Uh, I'm only sort of joking. Um, so, right there as well, I look at that as that place of symmetry I'm talking about, June, July. That's an order block. And we've come down and hit it just right on the head to the pip. And uh, so normally when price comes to an order block, um, it will retrace or reverse. So we got that going for us in retaining a bullish outlook on EURUSD. However, uh, homework this weekend, I collected a little bit more evidence, took a little bit deeper look. Which normally divergence is not something that I, I use a lot. Uh, the higher low, lower high, you know, thing, uh, they, it confuses you. It confuses me if I talk like that. So if I say Euro USD made a higher high and a higher low and then a lower high and then a lower low. Like in my head, I hear all that, and it it confuses me. I can't see it visually because there's it's so confusing sounding. But <clears throat> the way I easily see that is to just draw a big, ginormous magenta trend line uh, from these areas, these you know uh, <coughs> swing points. <coughs> so. Uh, if you don't understand um, divergence, what that is, you can look it up on Investopedia or, you know, what was recommended to me by B VP, who uh, had no nonsense Forex. I don't know if he's still around. I think he pops in from time to time. But he said he started with baby pips. And so I went there too. And it does give you a very solid foundation. It's the school of Pipsology. It's free, and it gives you a solid foundation uh, for your career as a forex trader. Um, so you'll learn about divergence and all kinds of stuff there. But essentially, what divergence is is uh, when you're involved with the markets, you realize how connected everything is. Everything is like a giant spider web. And it's silly for people to have fears 
uh, about a coming globalism because globalism has been here. <laughs> Everything is so connected. But there are some things that are extraordinarily connected, like at the hip, and those have high correlation. And these are instruments. Uh, well, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's no secret. Uh, Euro-USD, the base pair is US dollar. So obviously, the dollar index would be something you look to for um, divergence. I mean, uh, and Euro has two or three things you can look at or more. I generally look at a couple. Uh, and I try to the third. It's not <clears throat> something I've... I've done a lot because it's kind of hard for me to see and I need more work to kind of see it. So it's easy to find divergence through TradingView. You just hit the compare button. And so I found divergence on a couple of highly correlative uh, instruments and uh, those were found on the daily. So that's uh, more um, meaningful than finding divergence like on the 15 or 30 minute or one hour uh, that divergence is spotted on a larger time frame. So two instances of divergence with two different correlating instruments to EURUSD that would uh, suggest a strength in the euro, both. No, that doesn't mean that's the case absolutely for certain. But, you know, think of Musashi's five rings. If you're approaching a deadly swordsman uh, and uh, you could detect uh, hidden strength or hidden weakness before the approach, that's incredible. That's an incredible... Um, upper hand so I do need to practice divergence spotting more and TradingView makes it so easy I would not want to do this on MetaTrader 4 which is probably why I haven't done it that much but uh, to be able to it seems like just recently compare in a new pain uh, and then I stretch that pain up to the halfway point on, and it gives me this amazing view. So one of the instruments I looked at that are highly correlative uh, are are similar. And if uh, EURUSD makes a lower low, it should make a lower low. If EURUSD makes a higher high, it should make a higher high. If it doesn't, that reveals a weakness in it and its strength in, Euro US, in the euro. Uh, so, then there are instruments which are inversely correlated, meaning like if EURUSD makes a higher high, it should make a lower low. And if it makes a higher high, EURUSD should make a lower low. So, uh, that's what's a little tricky to me and confusing with the whole lower high, higher low, higher high. Higher low. It, it's all. It sounds. Uh, it's like the kind of gibberish that confuses me. But if you just simply go to TradingView and open a new pane in Compare, 
uh, it makes it really easy and the second you just put a trend line on it that's when it, it's easily visible and it's even some people can spot it easier in a line chart because those points those swing points are really visible in a line chart but I've looked at candlesticks and only candlesticks since the beginning and I just don't like line charts uh, for me it's <clears throat> I I can just see candlesticks easier and uh, I've not lived with a line chart since Robin Hood days and I just don't don't like them all right uh, did I cover everything? There is a, a another. I mentioned the seasonal change. We've been in drawdown Euro USD for six months, third and fourth quarter. So just a seasonal shift we're due for. <clears throat> and then coming to that order block, uh, which is visible on the monthly and weekly. Coming down to it, I mean we're just super due a retracement. Uh, if we do break down, then I'd be looking to uh, 1.1227 and then below that 1.09694. If we break down, uh, you know, that those two I don't want to see. I definitely could not hold drawdown to those points. Uh, so I want to see this immediately move away next week and begin a retracement or um, out outright reversal. And so in a retracement, <clears throat> I would first be looking at to return to 1.146. Well, let's say 1.143. 6.9-ish. Let me get the exact lower in here. 1.14329 uh, area. If we we retrace up. And if we start gaining some momentum going upward. Ultimately, there's a lot of liquidity up here at 1.19236. But on a weekly chart, I mean, my God, that might be us getting up there might take like, uh, you know, 45, 50 weeks. Some time. I'm definitely not holding <laughs> Oh, God. Just the thought of holding for that long. <sighs> Imagine the swap fees. Oh boy. Um, I think I covered everything there. Uh, I don't really care to. I guess I can look at it on a daily. Alright, let me see if I marked anything on my phone. Uh, the daily is where that divergence can be seen if I did not mention that. But. The thing that worries me is it's Christmas week and there's not a lot of news catalysts. 
So, will we come out on the fifth week? It's up to Santa Claus. Uh, I, I got an idea. Um, this is another thing, like Divergence, that I'm not that up to practice on, even less so. Uh, this is Israel Regardi's A Practical Guide to Geomantic Divination. I am really rusty. Really rusty. I'm going to see if I can do a quick session. Um, I remember there was one page printed wrong in this thing. I think I wrote in the correction. Alright, I'm going to stop here and uh, find the place as to how to go ahead and begin. I think it's here, the method. Yeah. I might actually make this a separate video. Um... It's been so long. I need a refresher to even remember how to go about it. So, actually, I'll probably look at... I just remembered... Uh, I was looking at that. I don't remember. I have uh, John Michael Greer's Geomancy book as well. So, I think I'm going to pull that down, refresh myself, and then make that a separate video where I do a Geomancy, Geomancy reading uh, on this on the daily uh i've got a level mark 1.09727 as a possibility that we could come down to before retracing up which i definitely would not be holding down to there that would be nightmarish all right, until next time.